Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Tuesdays at this time, we always connect with Chip Simmons, the Escambia County Sheriff. Uh, Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, by the way, a question I keep getting from a lot of people, are you running for any higher office ever? Yes! <laughs> I am I am proud to be the sheriff of Scambia County. That's all right. All right. That's fine. I'll, I'll just leave it there I'll for have, now. I'll, I keep I'll stay here as good, long as good enough. Good enough for now. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh we've had a number of weird bad kind of things happen. Let's start with this. The uh we had a murder suicide on Fremont Avenue. Yeah. Um, you know, we the the holidays are, are usually pretty busy and unfortunately we had a you know relatively busy holiday weekend and, and long weekend uh the fremont we got a call that there was a a disturbance and while our deputies are en route um, we get a call that it turned into an armed disturbance or a shooting uh, with shots fired when we get there uh, we notice that there is a, a a woman that's laying on the driveway and then there is a male uh, standing behind the car with a gun in his hand mm. um, as the deputy tried to get a little closer the the male put the gun to his head and and, oh. and, and killed himself so well we we call that a murder suicide unfortunately uh, we're still investigating it to make sure that we cover everything and, and talk to all the witnesses but uh, i guess the odd part about that is it's the third murder suicide we've had this year mm. uh, two of them have been domestic related and one has been uh, a neighborhood issue. If you recall, a gentleman um, shot and killed his neighbor, and then he fled in the car before um, taking his own life. It's just it's just rare to have murder suicides, fortunately, and it's it's very rare to have three of them in one in one year. Do, and you said we're still investigating, but at this point, I mean, were they married to each other, connected to each other, relationship? We know, we don't know. Oh, we're considering it a domestic okay. uh, related. You, you, not you get the category. People, it seemed like right. you were including it in that category. Yeah, so, okay. I was. But, you know, people are saying, well, it's pretty cut and dried. And in this situation, the deputy was actually there when he took his own life. So we did have a witness to the, the, the suicide part. Um, and then, obviously, the discussion that we've had with the other witnesses, the other people that were there at the scene, um, you know, indicate, obviously, it's a murder or suicide. But we want to uh, make sure that we, we, you know, we work with the medical examiner's office, make sure that we have talked to everyone, looked and seen if there was any uh, video that was available before we just we close these things out. How is the deputy doing? You That's know, not something you wake up in the morning expecting to see. You know, I was on the way over to, to work, uh, actually, to come in here and talk to you, and I heard a call that a, 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 an eight-year-old, is what the call came out, got hit. It was on a bicycle. We got hit by a car, and we had a couple of deputies go in there, and I noticed a couple of them were our new recruits. Uh. And I'm thinking the same thing. You yeah. Know, these, these, the, the things that your first responders see and experience, um, you know, it's 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 just a lot. I mean, I, and I'm so thankful every day for people that still want to do this job. And that's why we have – um, incorporated this mental health, you know, internal and external mental health um, uh, wellness uh, unit, basically, at the Scamia County Sheriff's Office. And, and I'm very proud of it. We're only one of only two um, in the entire state to have the, the program that we have. No, it's 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 and needed. It's because of what you asked. It, it's needed, yeah. I mean, yeah, you just, especially because you're there, you're trying to solve the problem, figure out the situation, and all of a sudden you see that. Or all the other stuff that you guys see. It's I, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't know how people endure that and not suffer trauma all the time because of it. Well, you know, it's it's it, since you brought it up, I, I do feel the need to to brag about our our deputies again. They when they got the call that shots were fired, they don't know who's who's shooting. They don't know, um, you know, what's really going on. The deputy got out there, and I, I I watched the body camera footage, and I'm very proud of of the deputy, the particular deputy that I'm talking about. Um, he sees what's going on. He sees that there's a a, a lady laying in the 
in the driveway, and he knows that there are people around the house, congregating around the area in the porch of the house, and then he sees this, this male behind the, the car with a gun. Yeah. He doesn't know if that's the only one. He doesn't know if that's the uh, a victim. He doesn't know if that's a suspect. He doesn't know if that person has ill intentions on uh, towards him. Right. And and then obviously the, you know back up and support deputies arrive, and um, and they did a great job of of handling the situation. But again, not knowing is is what we train for but it but how do you train for situations you know that you actually experience and it, you show up on the scene after somebody's been shot the guy with the gun could be the homeowner you, right, you, right. you just you you can't assume that for sure right. we had a couple of other things happen including a town and country at the shopping plaza there at uh, pace and fairfield this was a 2 a.m fight that led to a shooting and bad driving and i mean just a, a hot mess all, all around well, I would say it was probably desperate driving and, and, and bad driving. Uh, we got a call uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning uh, that there was a, a – well, let me just go back. It was a large party type type thing, uh, event at Town & Country. Is that common? Um, apparently, they rent that, that place out. I spoke to some people in, in the ownership of, okay. of that area. And and they do have security there, but these people were thrown out of the the gotcha. event center itself, and so they were in a parking lot. Sometime later, there was a disturbance involving uh, about five people on each side, so a, about a ten-person disturbance, and one individual was cut with a knife, and then there was one shot fired, but didn't hit anyone. So we got the call that there was a crash right there at Pace and Fairfield, which is right where Town and Country Plaza is. Um, I think it's still called Town and, Town and Country. I knew the one, I, I knew what people I, I were referring to. Yeah, Country, right. Everyone knows where it is. Um, and, and the crash ended up being two people were trying to give the victim of the cutting uh, a, a rather quick ride to the hospital, and they end up crashing right there at the intersection. And so again, deputies get there. It's not a crash at all. There is an injury, but then they got to figure out what's going on. Then they have to secure the scene. So it's just a lot going on there. The individual. Uh, uh, is in a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and we are investigating it, trying to figure out exactly um, who did it. We have some some leads. Okay, uh, we have not quite um, solved the crime yet. I, I can't in my mind decide whether having a midnight parking lot party a block and a half from the sheriff's office headquarters <laughs> is genius or incredibly stupid i i want to say it's genius but apparently it didn't turn out that way so i'll just kind of <laughs> leave I, I it at it depends that on who you talk to whether yeah. it's, it's good or not the proximity to the sheriff's right. office but that is why we got there so quick i mean yeah have, right at, at any moment we have pensacola police officers came County sheriff's deputies because right there across from the jail as well right and so they're 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 you know, coming and going. Short transport and, for everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, we're talking to Chip Simmons. He's the Escambia County Sheriff. Hang on for me uh, just a second, Sheriff. Look at Candy in here with the traffic on the fives. Yeah, let me get in here with the traffic on the fives. Uh, good news is uh, we're not showing any slowdowns. Uh, looks like Fairfield, uh, speaking of which, and Pace, everything's doing just fine right now. If you see an accident, though, uh, certainly text us at 437-1620. Candy Cullerton, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, back to Sheriff Simmons. We also had, a what, I guess a drive-by at the Moorings apartments. Those are the ones that uh, remember the tornado that went a couple of years ago, took out a couple of those buildings. That's over just off of kind of scenic and olive, if I remember correctly, if I have the right location. Uh, what happened here? Well, we have, again, it was a drive-by shooting. Uh, four cars were hit. One individual was hit in the leg. Um, and we're investigating that one as well. We're, we're not getting a lot of information. It, not getting good cooperation, not getting consistent stories from the ones who are cooperating, the standard kind of, is that fair to say? That is fair to say. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Uh, and then the last one, and this you were just telling me about this this morning, uh, you guys tried to stop a car and some very weird things happened thereafter. 
Yeah, I got a, a we've got what we call unusual. So they let me know whenever things that are unusual that happen. And in this case, we just a minor traffic infraction. One of our deputies tried to stop a car in the area of uh, 57th and Lillian. And when the deputy turned around because it was a, a, a the, the vehicle um, didn't yield at an intersection, mm-hmm. um, tried to stop this car. Uh, basically, just turned the lights on, just trying to trying to catch up to it. And the car sped away and ended up crashing in a wooded area ended up upside down so the deputy gets there obviously uh and and find out two adults but also they had a a six-month-old in the car a two-year-old in the car and a three-year-old in the car what so uh they're all at at, they were at the hospital for evaluation not not serious injuries but and and uh, probably next week i'll give you the name of this this genius that, that decided it was a good idea to drive and to drive reckless and to flee from law enforcement with three small children in the oh. car with them and and i mean again it, it could have been much worse but uh, we're going to do a warrant for fleeing and looting and also three counts of child neglect so we'll we'll get uh, dcf involved and uh we can we can figure out what what the best course of action for these these children are or they can and then we will um, allow the justice system to to deal with the driver. Well, speaking of, as you said earlier, you know, decisions people make. And okay, uh, la- last thing I just wanted to ask you about is uh, I want to let you hear this clip for yourself. But uh, sorry, I turned my own mic off there. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's something that's, we've all always wanted to do. my fault. It's my fault. Commissioner Bergash has kind of made noise about this before, but um, I'll just tell you he. He came up, he proposed yesterday among the legislative uh, agenda items to give to, you know, the representatives and the senator that he wants the state to unpreempt the ability to control and and punish littering, which I certainly sympathize with this because he says we're not allowed to pass legislation, but he would like to see a $500 fine for anybody to litter in Escambia County on the streets. Um, I'm certainly in sympathy with him philosophically. But what's your reaction to that, either as a usefulness or as an enforceable kind of measure? What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I have not researched the, the preemption that the state has, has enacted on the, on the littering. Um, it frustrates me a lot. Many times, as, as I hope your listeners can, can imagine, uh, you see someone flick a cigarette butt out the window and uh-huh. just aggravates, aggravation. You wish you had, uh, you know, lights in the car to stop that car and tell them go pick up that, that thing. It may not be practical. And, and in fact, I don't think it's practical, but, um, in times I do that, I'll stop a car. I said, you can't, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. But, um, a lot of times when I hear about this type of a, of a thing, I, I evaluate whether it's, it's, uh, what it's going to take for us to enforce it. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's, that's what we, we need to do. So we would need, would we need more deputies? We have a specific, you know, a unit that would be in, because they used to have litter control officers and they were sworn, uh, sworn deputies basically, and they could do stuff like that. And they would, they would specialize in that so that the deputies who are going to calls like we talked about uh, today can still respond to those priority one calls and, and still do so in a, in a quick and, and efficient manner. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I would look at it. I would, I would, before I really comment, I normally like to look at the, the proposed or any proposed um, ordinance or any proposed legislation. I am a fan of local governance. I, I, I'm all, generally speaking, Amen. I'm a fan of that. Um, you know, the two things: limited government and then local. You know, we, we should right. rule, be, be able to say uh, what our community wants by our own elected officials. So I, I, I would, I'd be a fan of of that sort of thing. So, I, but I'd have to take a look at that, um, the proposal, and then uh, determine whether it's how feasible it is for us. Well, because I mean, your deputies aren't exactly sitting around waiting for calls. 
No. no, no. <laughs> we, we answer 300,000 calls a year. Oh, so man. it's just a tremendous. That's one per county amount. resident. It is. It's almost one per, wow. per county resident. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I, just, I wanted to get your quick take on it because that's something that came up this week. And I think we all sympathize with the problem. And oh, is absolutely. there a solution? The question is, would this be the feasible one? And I don't know. I wanted to get your opinion. Uh, sheriff Chip Simmons. He is a sheriff of Scambia County. As always, Sheriff, thanks for what you do. Uh, thanks for being available. We'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Take care. 751 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew.